0: This is Cornstocks and Sports Talk, your go-to Iowa-based sports show, hosted by the one and only Elliot Clough. What's up, Cedar Valley, and hello to the Hawkeye State. This is Cornstocks and Sports Talk, your Iowa-based sports show here on AM 950. Uh, Never mind. Podcast, it's Wednesday. Sorry, guys. My name's Elliot Clough, my UNI insider for Town Square Media. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Elliot Clough, E-L-I-O-T, C-L-O-U-G-H, and you may have noticed that what we've been doing for these Wednesday shows so far, we've mixed it up, the the three shows we've done, I suppose, but the most recent shows, we did one with Josh Betts and one with Harry Schroeder, it makes it a little bit easier for me to just do one 30-minute show On Wednesdays, roughly 30 minutes instead of doing a full hour long like we do on Saturdays because believe it or not, uh, I am here for mostly 97.7 KCRR stuff, but that's neither here nor there. We are just doing a uh, podcast with me today, talking a little bit more about some national stuff, some stuff that does affect uh, the state of Iowa in terms of how the Hawkeyes should move forward with coaching, um, and maybe Iowa State too for for all we know. Not really, not really any UNI and I stuff for today's show. We'll get to that on Saturday, so stay tuned for that. Also, my uh, preview for the UNI and I. Versus Illinois State game should be out either today or tomorrow, Wednesday, or Thursday of this week. So stay tuned for that. That'll be on the KOEL app and website. And, of course, you'll you'll see it on my Twitter feed as well. Again, it's Elliot Clough, E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O-U-G-H. Before we really get into it, I want to remind you... Oh, please subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts. Leave that rate and review. You can follow us on Spotify as well, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, follow, like, and preferably if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave that rate and review. That helps us out seriously so, so much. We really appreciate it. If you want to get more Iowa-based content, quality content from me, please do that. You can also subscribe on Twitter. It's Elliot Clough there as well. We have all of our guest segments on that page. So, Let's get to it. Again, Cornstocks and Sports Talk here with me, Elliot Clough, You and I insider for Town Square Media. So, what I want to get into today is these recent coach firings, the open positions that are available in college football as we speak. Most recently, the big one, and I think it's the one that's on a lot of folks' minds, especially folks that are fans of Big Ten football teams. It's Paul Crist being fired from Wisconsin, 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 which we'll really get into here here shortly, uh, and how that may very well relate to to Kirk Ferentz and and Nebraska, of course, is a really big one, and that may very well to relate to uh, may very well relate to to Matt Campbell too. So again, we'll get into that, but first, what I want to do is address these openings one by one and talk about whether or not I see them as a favorable position, whether or not some coach, <coughs> excuse me, coaches that might be out of the game right now or that uh, might be moving on from their current position after some success, whether or not they would be inclined to take these specific jobs. And I'll I'll start and kind of go in a specific order as to how I feel about these teams. It's it's a not specific order but it also is because clearly I'm I'm starting with the least preferred job in Georgia Tech coaching the Yellow Jackets. And there are a few things that stick out about this program. Traditionally, it's it's nothing, anything to necessarily be super excited about. Uh, one bowl win in the last seven years, three bowl wins in the last 17. The ACC isn't a great conference. Uh, it's not the premier conference of the Power Five. I don't think it might even rank towards the bottom of the Power Five. Obviously, Big 12 and, and Big 10 and SEC are the sort of the cream of the crop, and then I think it's the Pac-12. Maybe not this year, but, but typically... More recently, it's been those three school or those three conferences, the Pac-12 and then the ACC, because Clemson has just run through that conference like it's nothing. They're not as great more recently uh, within these last few years. DJ Ungolele, I think is how you pronounce it, does not uh, does not uh, particularly. Amaze me with the way he plays football. He's been a lot better this year, but Clemson has just kind of run through that conference. FSU is is back uh, more or less. Of course, they I think they lost this last weekend, but they were back in the rankings recently. And then you got NC State, who just fell to Clemson more recently again, uh, this last weekend. North Carolina, you can't guarantee what they're going to be. Duke's okay, but ACC not really a premier conference even though they're a Power 5 conference uh, in, in the country. So that's got to affect how you feel about Georgia Tech, whether or not you see it as a great job. If anyone says they can name a pro player out of Georgia Tech other than Calvin Johnson, you're probably a Georgia Tech fan. That's what I'll say. Or you're a diehard fan of the Raiders, the Chiefs, or the Bucks. because I looked it up, and the the current players that are in the NFL from Georgia Tech... Uh, there are, of course, a, a few others that have made rosters and and maybe played that I just don't really know of. Darren Waller, tight end from Las Vegas, uh, the the Raiders. Harrison Butker is Butker, excuse me, kicker for the Chiefs, and Shaq Mason, defensive end. I think he's a defensive end or a, a linebacker for the Buccaneers. So not a whole lot of pedigree coming out of Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets, they're not a phenomenal school when it comes to football. They've had good seasons, of course, that year where Iowa beat them in the Orange Bowl. That was a good team. I think they were running the triple option at that point in time. Uh, Tevin Washington is a name that I remember from Georgia Tech as well. He was at a sports like speed camp that I went to in my hometown of Ida Grove when I was in high school. And that's the only reason I, I know of him. Um, it's also in Atlanta, which I've heard to be a, a great city. I've never been there. It doesn't strike me as a place that I'd want to live. Maybe visit for for a sporting event or something going on there. Maybe a media deal. I, it's it, Georgia Tech is is the least desirable position to me that's open right now. Moving on to this next one, it's it's Arizona State. To me, Arizona State is a Quintessential college area. I think it's in. I looked this up the other day. I believe it's in Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. It's the biggest college student population in the entire country. So they basically let anybody in. I, I think that's. I think that's the stigma of Arizona State. Arizona, the University of Arizona, a little bit more difficult to get into. Uh, Arizona State, uh, one of those schools that does really well in basketball in terms of recruiting, and then doesn't produce uh, the football team has clearly been rough under Herm Edwards because that's well why they fired him like on the field. If you haven't seen that clip, you should look it up. Last year they did go eight and five. Um, they went eight and five in 2019 as well seven and six in 2018 uh, under Herm Edwards prior to that, Todd Graham was in that position. They went 10 and three and ten and four in 2014 and 2013. So uh, there's been some wins more recently in in the Arizona state lore so to speak they're not a it's not a bad program i think arizona has a lot of solid recruits in that area i mean you got phoenix you got a bunch of colleges in that area so some decent sized cities and and uh areas to to recruit from in the state of arizona the wildcats are terrible arizona sucks at football they haven't been relevant in a long time so you have that edge over the wildcats plus california is right there that is a hotbed of football recruits. Uh, you got New Mexico directly to the right of you, if you're looking at the states directly on uh, to to the right of you, I, I, I suppose. And that is, there are no real Division One football programs in New Mexico. New Mexico State, New Mexico, they're not they're not football schools. New Mexico itself, as far as I know, they have pretty good uh, uh, running programs. But I'm also a, a track and, and cross country nut, so that's why I know that. But um, and and then they got Utah, maybe maybe some kids that couldn't quite make the roster for for um, the Utes up there in, in Utah, Colorado, uh, which is a, another state we're going to talk about here momentarily. The Buffs are not good. The Rams, Colorado State, they're not good. Uh, and then you go to Nevada and the Wolfpack, they suck. What like stars in Nevada? You're probably going to go to a school in California, maybe Washington, maybe Oregon, but you're not going to stick around in your home state. You're if you're a high profile recruit, maybe you want to stick around the general area. Arizona State, there you go. And, and, and by way of it being such a huge student population, there's got to be a big fan base down there, right? I, I think, and I'm a, this is an assumption uh, based on what I've heard about a few other states. And the the more prestigious schools in the area, I, I'm a, this is again an assumption. I'm not positive. Maybe people in in Arizona see uh, the University of Arizona as these you know pretentious people who think they're better than you, and Arizona State is kind of the school of the people. I know that's how it is. At least that's how I've I've heard it is in North Carolina in regards to UNC and Duke. The area, Chapel Hill, Durham, they love Duke, they love North Carolina, but the rest of the state is NC State uh, fans because the the people of Durham and and um, Chapel Hill are a little bit a little bit pretentious. That's that's my understanding. They think they're smarter than everybody. Maybe that applies in Arizona too. So so you may get some of those recruits who are in the the bigger schools and don't want to be a part of the uh, Arizona pretentiousness, so to speak. Uh, history in terms of, of NFL guys, again, history in terms of winning, that's a track record that, that Arizona State has had at different points in their history. And history in terms of individual talent, sending guys to the NFL, you got guys like Terrell Suggs, Todd Heap, more recently, Eno Benjamin, and Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry has kind of been made fun of because he wasn't very good for the Patriots. But Terrell Suggs, a historically good good linebacker, Todd Heap, a phenomenal tight end for the Ravens back in the day. When I was uh, a young lad playing Madden, I would always try to get Todd Heap on a on a created team. He's a solid tight end. He's really good. But then again, there are some negatives in in the the Arizona State football program. The Sun Devils they have is that. Herm Edwards couldn't really build sustainable success there again, he was apparently fired on the field based on a video that we've we've seen that was after a loss uh, this season and he coached in the NFL and I believe there might have been some recruiting violations going on there too so take with what you will about that. I don't think Herm Edwards is necessarily a good football coach. He hasn't really shown a lot of success. In the time that that I've paid attention to him being being a coach, I mean, with the I think with the Jets is where he coached prior to the Chiefs. Anyway, not a whole lot of track record of success with Herm Edwards, so do with that what you will. Uh, let's see here, part of the Pac-12, which is definitely something to take in, in, into consideration. It, it, that aligns with with Colorado too like i said it are it is those three conferences SEC Big 12 Big 10 probably more so Big 10 SECs or excuse me the SEC and then the Big 12 after those two schools or two conferences but with what's happening to the Pac 12 it's more or less going to be dismantled in the next couple years couple years few years with the with USC and and UCLA moving to join the the Big Ten, and who knows what's going to happen with Oregon and Washington and Oregon State and the rest of these Pac-12 schools, Cal, who knows? I don't know. Maybe the Pac-12 is going to be realigned. They're going to bring some group of five schools up to the Pac-12 level, like San Diego State or or Nevada or something like that. Who I, I really don't know. I That's something that I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to. We have talked about it a little bit on stocks and Sports Talk, but... It hasn't been at the forefront of my mind, so I, I can't really speak to that. It is something that has to be taken into consideration. If I'm a coach that's considering play or coaching for a, a Colorado or or a an Arizona State, that's something that I want to ask around and see what people are thinking. What's next for this program in terms of conference alignment? Lastly, in terms of a negative for Arizona State, it's super freaking hot there, dude. It's super freaking hot, and I, you know, they, I'm sure they have indoor facilities and stuff, but in, in the fall and in these summer workouts, it can get pretty toasty down in Arizona. That's for sure. Triple digit degrees every day. So, next program is that Colorado program again, a Pac-12 team. So you do have to take that into consideration, but. I put them above Arizona State for a few reasons, and and this might be a personal preference thing too. It is freaking gorgeous in Colorado, man. I just recently went for that Air Force game. No, I didn't get to make it up to uh, Boulder. We wanted to, but did, just didn't make it happen. And it is beautiful. Mountains, the The campus is at the base of some mountains, uh, the Rockies, I assume, and it's it's amazing. I, the the thing is, can you use that to your advantage for 17 and 18-year-olds who are just thinking about girls and and social media and football? If you can use that and also have <clears throat> excuse me, have quality facilities and quality coaching, then that's that's a conversation that 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 is to be had because I, you know, If I were given the opportunity to run out there uh, when I was uh, in high school, I would have taken it at a heartbeat. Granted, Colorado is a very solid track program traditionally, and it's more so long distance, but that is kind of a positive, too. In this rebuild, when you're looking at making this program better, maybe you try to dip into the track team talent a little bit. Because Colorado, traditionally, a very solid program out there. Again, granted, it is more so distance-focused. That's kind of how track coaches are, as they are either distance or sprint-focused or multi-focused or, or throws-focused. That's just the way it is in, in track. And so maybe that's something you can dip into for uh, for being a coach out there uh, to, to help rebuild. But, you know, I'm not positive on that one. <clears throat> Again, passionate fan base. They haven't had a reason to be passionate more recently. Uh, Let's see here in terms of how their record has gone. I put this together. Only three winning seasons since 2003, uh, just one since 2006. So not traditionally a great program since the year 2000. And if you can reignite that in the fan base, I'm sure, you know, they start winning. They ultimately get back to a place where they can have college game day. I'm sure Boulder is going to be raucous and... I mean, even even selfishly to go back to the scenery, to go back to what is available in Colorado in terms of like the mountains and and, and just the, the nature that it has. And Colorado is a really cool place. Boulder is a really cool place. That's great for your family. You know, I, I don't see Atlanta or, or Tempe necessarily being great places for the family, but to raise a family in Boulder, Colorado, that sounds that sounds cool to me. And uh, last time they were good was the '90s. Also, Pac-12, like I, like I mentioned, Pac-12 issues there. Uh, last time that they were traditionally or, or s- s- you, systematically good on a regular basis was the '90s. They had a 10 and four season just a, a few years ago. I'll pull that up here. That was in 2016 under Mike McIntyre, and that was the only winning season he posted as the head coach in Colorado. Vol- very following season, he went five and seven, and then five and six. And then Mel Tucker took over. They went 5-7. and seven. Carl Durrell took over for the last two years, and they've been atrocious. 0-5 to start the year, so they're they're pretty bad. And so you're going to be starting from scratch, really, with that program. I, I've watched a few of their games. There are moments in time where it's like, wow, they don't look too bad, and then they just fall off a cliff. And so you'd have your work cut out for you. If you want to rebuild a program in... in with your vision, and you're hoping that the uh, the 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 establishment, the the people that would technically be your bosses, the AD, the president of the university, you're if you want to mold a program to be yours, this is probably the place to do it. That's what I would say because you're gonna need some patience with whoever you bring in in this program and uh, the the recruits, etc. Because it is so bad right now. And so you'd probably be hoping for like a Lance Leopold situation, which is what he uh, has done for, for Kansas since he's been there. And so let's move on to this next one. And some might think that it is the best option available. I don't. And I think it's only second to best right now because the other options aren't great. It's Nebraska. I don't believe in this program at all, to be quite frank the last few years, ew woo, rough. The best three and nine team in the co- like in the country. Like it's, let's 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 back off a little bit. This fan base is absolutely insane. Uh, there's there's got to be somebody out there that wants to be a part of a a, a lead program that has that insane fan base and the history that Nebraska does. Won a bunch of championships in the '90s, as we all know, because they won't let us forget. If you revive this program, you will be a god in the state of Nebraska. You will be a god in the city of Lincoln. And not only are the the fans aplenty for Nebraska, especially in Nebraska, the donors for this program will shell out the freaking cash. That is for sure, uh, to to bring in talent, to bring in a, a good head coach. And so... There's there. Those are some positives. I mean, you're going to have the resources, right? You're going to have the resources. Chances are, if you can recruit, you're going to get a lot of talent. Scott Frost did just just couldn't win games. So, I mean, that's something I was going to mention here is Bo Pelini was essentially fired for being. I'll say it a jackass and not being a good recruiter, Scott Frost, the opposite, both of those things, but he could not win games by the sounds of it. okay. let me let me start here. I think in order for Nebraska to reach a level of relevance again, they have to go out and get somebody who's done it before. They can't bring in another Scott Frost who's who went 13-0 at Central Florida and then was expected to come in and fix the program and get a bunch of recruits, and he was an alum, so he's the chosen one, blah, 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 blah. It didn't work. You can't do it. you got to go out and get somebody who's won before and won at a high level and won at a, on a consistent basis. And I look at the options. To me, your best choice is probably Urban Meyer. I don't think I don't think he has any interest in that. Plus, the just the track record of what he's done and been as a coach is just not good. You just don't you just don't want that. And uh, so I, I think it has to be a retread. I, I just really don't think you can go the group of five school route and, and bring a guy in like that. It's it's a messy situation. Uh, it's not easy to, p- to get players to want to go to Nebraska. I mean, what what is there like Lincoln and Omaha? That's all they've got there. So I have no idea why anybody would want to attend the University of Nebraska, unless they're you know a Homer who just happens to be a great recruit, you know, out of the city of Omaha or maybe even Lincoln. I I just don't, you know. It'd be cool to be recruited by a program like that, but it's just I don't want to be a corn husker, you know? I want to be a tiger or a <laughs> I almost said or a duck. <laughs> Would you rather be a corn husker or a duck? I'd probably rather be a tiger or or a Trojan or a Gator, you know. There's just there's just not a lot of pull to that program anymore. And it'd be tough to convince just about anybody to take it, I think. I think the idea that Matt Campbell was going to go from Iowa State to Nebraska is just asinine. I think that is the dumbest thing ever. Why he was the favorite to get that job is beyond me. And I just think it's a messy situation. You're going to be walking on eggshells from the get-go. Somebody's going to take that job, obviously. They're going to go out and get somebody. They're going to offer some coach a ridiculous amount of money to take that and and be their next head coach. I'm very glad that I'm in this radio booth recording this podcast and not the coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That sounds terrible. So next and most favorable position that's open now at this point in the season, to me, it is Wisconsin far and away. I, Love the city of Madison. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it here on Corn Stocks, but I lived there for about a year and a half for the majority of the pandemic. And I was there for the pandemic in a super liberal city where you had to wear masks and you weren't able to do anything <laughs> for, a, for a large chunk of it. I mean, things loosened up in that 2021 summer when I uh, when I was about to leave. But I love the city of Madison. The city of Madison is awesome. It's probably the best city in in this in the Midwest, if you ask me. I loved living there. That's that's a great place to live. But in regards to, and we'll get into to what makes this place desirable, but not. We're going to talk about the program first. Let's 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 get to the program. Wisconsin, a traditionally good program. They're in the Big Ten. They're in the Big Ten East, which has kind of sucked over the more over the uh, the 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 last few seasons i mean it's iowa nebraska northwestern illinois purdue and minnesota it's not the big 10 east that's for sure big 10 west sucks big 10 east is ohio state penn state michigan and michigan state hasn't been good this season but they they have some really really good football teams in the big 10 east uh when you look at the fan base for wisconsin people love the badgers up there man that is that is badger country there is no other competition for D1 schools in the state in terms of the the fan base. It is Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. They uh, they are Badgers through and through. I think that you're going to get a lot of support in terms of, well, maybe not, considering who, how the how Paul Christ was fired. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna I'm gonna retool that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to it one of the negatives that I really look at for Wisconsin is kind of this kind of similar to the whole Nebraska deal is like, this is not recruit heavy area. Uh, The the Midwest is not recruit heavy in terms of football. That's why these Midwest teams can have struggled to to keep up maybe with these East coast teams, these West coast teams, Uh, Clemson. uh, I mean, Ohio state's still, I guess, technically Midwest, but they're always good. So, and Michigan's always good. And, uh, Penn State's always good, so maybe maybe not to to compare to those schools. But it's tough to really get a solid recruit base in the Midwest because the population isn't as big. You don't have as many big cities. You got Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis. Maybe you'll get a kid from Iowa to to go to Wisconsin, but the red recruiting beds aren't aren't plentiful necessarily in in the Midwest. So you're you're not gonna go out and and have a huge. Recruiting base as the head coach of Wisconsin. So that's that's a tough spot. You look at where it's located. I love Madison so much. If I was offered a job there tomorrow, I would take it. I hope my boss isn't listening to that. But <laughs> Madison is an awesome city, but it's not it's not LA, you know. It's not a it's not a glamour job like Oklahoma or Texas or or USC or Miami or Ohio State. It's not Notre Dame, it's not Michigan. It's it's Wisconsin, which is traditionally a good program which has a huge fan base. Camp Randall is enormous, game days are crazy, but it's not quite there yet. It's probably second tier college football. And so that's kind of what what makes it what makes it crazy to me that they fired Paul Christ. So let's get into that here. I was planning on doing about half an hour. Looks like we're gonna go a little bit longer than that. So appreciate you sticking around here on Corn Stocks and Sports Talk. Let's get into Paul Christ here. Fired after a sixty seven and twenty six record as the head coach of the Badgers. That's a 72% winning percentage. And to tie these two things together, whoever takes that position knows that they're going to be on thin ice from the get-go. Maybe they think that Vince Leonard is the guy. He's, he's, he's taken over as the interim head coach. He's the defensive coordinator, younger. And maybe they believe in him, and maybe they believe in him long-term, so they want to hire him now and give an op- given an opportunity to build, and they're going to wait uh, a couple seasons for that. Maybe that's the case. I don't think so, because when you have one, two, and three season after winning nine-plus games for however many years in a row, I, I, the the margin of error shouldn't be that thin when you have that track record, 67-26, 72% win percentage. That doesn't regularly happen at this level unless you are Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, Ryan Day, uh, uh, Urban Meyer... Brian Kelly, etc. cetera. You don't post those type of numbers, especially at Wisconsin, unless you are a freaking good coach. Paul Crist is a freaking good coach who has had a rough go of it as of late. Yes, they started 2-3. and three. Yes, Graham Mertz has kind of sucked since he's been there, even though he's a five-star recruit. Yes, they just lost to Brett Bielema in the Illini, which was embarrassing. But you don't just throw a guy like that away. You know, you don't throw a guy like that who is a born and bred badger, you don't throw him to the side like that. I don't I don't like the way that was handled. I don't like that they are moving on from him. Like, clearly the players don't love it. Braylon Allen, their star running back, spoke out about it on Twitter and it's tough. I mean, I can't imagine losing your coach mid season when he's a big reason of why you went to the school that you chose. I mean, Madison is is phenomenal. It's a great school at, at Wisconsin. And you got your guy, and then all of a sudden your guy's gone. You know, I, like, how do you, how do you cope with that? How do you continue to believe in the program? Because Wisconsin's probably going to lose players. Guys are probably going to enter the transfer portal at the end of the season. Maybe they'll do it sooner rather than later, depending on how they like Vince Leonard. So, I, I just think it's a messy situation. I don't think it was a smart move. You know, maybe you feel like you're showing... That your fan base or, or or your players that you have a short leash for winning, like you gotta win, you gotta get the Big Ten championships. I don't know, one down season, one rough start to the season after a sixty-seven and twenty-six record to me does not warrant a firing. And so, this is how this relates to the state of Iowa. Kirk Ferentz has been the head coach at the University of Iowa for over twenty-four years. And has a win percentage of 61.8. So 10 percentage points smaller than, than Paul Chris, fewer than Paul Chris. What if the Hawkeyes decided that he wasn't good enough in 2007? Because in 2006, the Hawks, after having a few pretty, pretty freaking good seasons, 2002, 2003, 2004, in total, they won 31 games and lost just seven. 2005, a down year, seven and five. But 2006, they lost four straight games to end the season. And then in 2007, they started two and four, finished six and seven, I believe. Let me look at that quickly. 2006, six and seven, 2007, six and six. My apologies. So they started two and four, finished four and two. You know what would have happened in the subsequent years? And I can't speak of this definitively, but you know what happened in the subsequent years for Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes? 2008 Outback Bowl champs. Orange Bowl, 2009, champions. Undefeated season in Rose Bowl appearance and Big Ten championship appearance in 2015. Holiday Bowl, 2019. 55-24 victory over Ohio State at home. In 2017, just two losses last season in the regular season. Kirk Ferentz has been a staple, not only for the University of Iowa but for the entire state of Iowa and the Iowa football program and Iowa football fans. He is looked to as one of the biggest figures in the state of Iowa, as Paul Crist was, I'm sure, in Wisconsin. And he's done so much for that program. He's sent so many players to the NFL. The partnership with with UNI football and and the hospitals there. And I I don't know exactly to a T Kirk Ferentz involvement, but there is an involvement there. There's a partnership there. It's not easy to come into places like Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Missouri. I know they're they're not Big Ten, uh, but they are in in this general area. Illinois places in the middle of the country in the midwest to come in recruit well and win football games that is not easy to do it does believe it or not it doesn't just happen i mean you go back and look at those first few years of, of Kirk Ferentz that first year 1 in 10 2003 and 9 oh 2001 7 and 5 2002 2003 2004 the more golden years i suppose of Hawkeye football won an outback bowl and won the capital one bowl in those in those years lost the orange bowl in 2002 but some really solid years for for Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa football program and what he did to turn it around is un. it, it just doesn't it doesn't happen at every Midwest school there's a reason you got to look at Nebraska and say wow that is awful Minnesota prior to PJ Fleck not a good football program, at least within you know the more, more recent two decades. Missouri, not good as of late. They almost beat Georgia this last weekend, ultimately fell. Illinois, not a good football program on a regular basis. They have been bad for the majority of my lifetime. Wisconsin, a little bit different. Tradition of history, tradition of history of winning. It's, it's not easy to come in and, and win games in these Midwest schools when there's not a bevy of recruits, when there's not a bevy of talent in your home area. and you know that, That's why, though I have my gripes with Kirk Ferentz, I believe in letting these guys stick around. You know what this does in Madison for whoever gets this job next? It puts everyone on thin ice. I don't want to be working at my job on a regular basis, feeling like, oh God, if I mess this up, I'm going to get fired. Who, who is that good for? Who is that good for? Because Paul Christ had a record of winning, being successful, being liked by his players. And the first, it's not even a full season, five games where they don't look good. Ah, sorry dude. Six of seven bowl games won, except for one loss to Oregon in the Rose Bowl when Justin Herbert was Oregon's quarterback. I want high expectations for my football programs, but I don't want the first poor season and bad looking moment to be the reason my head coach gets fired. He went to school at Wisconsin. He spent a huge part of his life there. Braylon Allen, like I mentioned, backed him on Twitter. You don't just fire that guy. You don't just buy that guy out of his contract. You, you, and maybe they already did this. But what you do is you walk up and say, "Uh, you know, we we got to get this figured out. Let me know what I can do. What what do we? How can I support you?" I, I just really think there's probably poor leadership going on. That's not. And this is an issue with Nebraska, too, in my opinion. Obviously, they let Scott Frost stick around for quite a while. but leadership in these in these moments are they are they relying too much? Are they, are they giving their donors too much of a voice here? Impatient donors that don't know what's going on? Are they giving them too much of a voice? That's my concern because that's awesome. Like I really appreciate you giving money to our program. That's, this is what I would say in this moment. I, I I it's I appreciate it, but you got to trust us. You got to look at Paul Chris, look at the body of work, see what he's he's done. Pull a Kirk Ferentz with Spencer Petrus and be un, like ridiculously loyal. <laughs> you don't have to be that that crazy about it, but I just don't. I just don't get it. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Something is not adding up. And I'm not saying that there is corruption in Wisconsin. I'm not saying that maybe Paul Chris did something he wasn't supposed to do. But there is something wrong there. And maybe it is just poor leadership. It's a bad look to, to lose to Brett Bielema. It's a bad look to have a five-star quarterback in Graham Mertz not be successful in Madison. But be careful what you wish for because you don't know what's next. Bo Pelini fired because he was a jerk, but he won football games. He didn't get you to the national championship, but he won football games. Would you rather have Bo Pelini right now or Scott Frost, Nebraska fans? There aren't a ton of recruits in the Midwest that are dying to go to Wisconsin. It's not guaranteed that you're going to win As your head coach there, Vince Leonard might be your guy long term, but you you better believe you better fully believe Vince Leonard is your guy. Because firing Paul Crist. Hindsight's 2020, but. I don't see Wisconsin fans looking back on this firing of Paul Crist favorably in the history of Badger football. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk. This Wednesday's episode of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk, rather. We'll be back on Saturday. We're going to preview that UNI football game, of course. Talk some Iowa football, I'm sure, Iowa State football, and get ready for Saturday. Stay tuned on the KOEL website as well as KCRR, any of our local town square pages for my UNI football versus Illinois State preview. We'll have that ready to go on the, on my Twitter as well. So you can follow me there. It's at Elliot Clough, E-L-I-O-T C-L-O-U-G-H. Remember to subscribe, leave that rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Do that right now. That's ser- Seriously. I, you know, I, I like to keep it lighthearted. I like to, to really go into sports here, but please, please leave that rate and review. Please subscribe. That way you're going to be notified when you can get your podcast, when you can listen, and uh, it really does help us out a lot. We want to keep getting you quality content. So please do that as well as subscribe on YouTube and, and drop a comment, drop a like. Let us know what you're thinking uh, about whatever we're talking about. And you can always message on Twitter, respond to tweets that of mine on Twitter. Love interacting. With, with listeners of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk. Stay tuned. What we're hoping to launch here this, uh, maybe next week, is uh, your opportunity to voice your thoughts on Corn Stocks and Sports Talk. So I will keep you apprised there. Again, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this Wednesday edition of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk. My name is Elliot Clough. I'm a UNI insider for Townsquare Media. You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Clough. This was another Wednesday edition of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk.